Hello and welcome back to Champion Chats. We hope you're all well and looking after yourself. This week, Alice and I will be hosting the episode and we are interviewing the lovely Grace Palmer. Grace is, an actress, <laughs> Grace is an actress best known for her role as Lucy in Shortland Street and was in the film Adrift in 2018. She's an SNC old girl and is currently based in Auckland. So welcome to the podcast, Grace. We are so happy to be chatting with you today. Oh, that is such a warm and welcoming intro. Thank you. Well, yeah, it's awesome to be talking to you today and to get to know you a bit better because I'm sure many girls will know who you are but maybe not know too much about you. So we are very excited. <laughs> it's been quite a long time. I was trying to think how long it's been since I left school. So I left my, I graduated 2012. So, oh my lord, that was eight years ago. That wow. makes me feel I actually remember, um, I don't know what year it was, but I went to see the musical between St. Margaret's and Christ College when it was The Sound of Music. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was fun. That was for our, our St. Margaret's centenary year, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was so good. I remember watching you on Shortland Street. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so funny. That feels like a while ago now too. Yeah. Wow. No, I'm, I, I haven't been to St. Margaret's in a long time, but I think it's changed quite a lot because I was there in the midst of the earthquake. So I think it's all mm. re, rebuilt. It looks quite different. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Very modern now, which is really cool. All the buildings are pretty amazing. Um, yeah, so to start off, we've got four questions that we like to ask every guest. Mm -hmm. So the first one is describe what you do without using a position title. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I play dress ups and somebody films it and then I get paid. <laughs> That's probably the best way to describe it. Well, that's one of my jobs is me putting on a costume, playing dress ups, reading words that are written for me, and then someone films it and then I get paid. I guess that's probably the easiest way to explain acting. And then sometimes when I'm not doing that job, I um, write dialogue uh, for other people to perform as scripts when they're playing make-believe and getting paid to do it. <laughs> sounds like awesome. a job. <laughs> it does sound, it sounds like a bit of a useless job, if I'm honest. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't sound like a job that society couldn't function without, but <laughs> yeah, it's fun, nonetheless. Um, what did you want to do when you were in school? Um, I always wanted to be an actress, actually. I, I, I can't really remember ever making a, the decision to. It was kind of always just what I, I would do. I had a pretty wild imagination as a kid and would talk to myself endlessly, always. I would always kind of make up scenes in my head and be playing characters. And, like, I yeah, I clearly needed to get out a little more. Or maybe just <laughs> friends. I think I lacked friends. Really. So, um, but I did. I, it was kind of just, uh, yeah, I never made a conscious decision to want to do that. It was just always always something that, yeah, had um, 
I guess it made my heart sing, you know, it was soul food, made me happy. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. I reckon that's so cool that you're doing that and that's what you always just wanted to do. Because it's your, it shows that it's your true passion, which is so cool. Okay, so our next one is describe your life using three words. That's tricky. I'd probably say unpredictable, fun, and I don't know if this word totally fits, but I say love in the sense that I'm surrounded by so many wonderful awesome supportive people and I feel a lot of love in my life from friends and family and I feel like I probably am quite an affectionate person so subsequently give a lot of love so I go yeah unpredictable fun and love amazing um who do you hope to inspire and why oh to be honest I don't really that's it's a tricky question because so the cliche answer for me would be to say, you know, I hope to inspire young women across the country, you know, to follow their dreams and be an actress. But I mean, it doesn't really work like that. And it's not particularly helpful because I was in a very fortunate position to grow up in a, you know, a well-off family where those opportunities were accessible. My parents worked in television and I, I was around it all the time. And I'm, I'm aware that you know, I was very lucky in the sense to um, not only have access to all these wonderful resources, but to have a family who supported my my dreams unconditionally. So, I mean, I, I understand that not everybody is in the same boat and maybe telling people it's easy is a little bit, um, I guess, insensitive, you know. Um, I, I think if I could inspire, who would I want to inspire? I'd want to inspire... Uh, I hope I inspire people to be themselves, warts and all, and maybe um, be themselves unapologetically. I'm, I, I'm, I've, yeah, I, I think, especially through high school, it's really hard. There's sort of this expectation to conform. Well, there definitely was when I was at school, and I, I struggled with that. But you're uniqueness is what's going to make you so wonderful and it's what makes you you and you don't really learn that truly about yourself until you get older and you get out of school and you you start living a life and yeah I don't know I I guess I would try to inspire yeah young people girls boys to just embrace themselves what what they want to be is it a bad bad answer I don't know how oh that's so cool I love it um, and that comes out on your Instagram, I think. Like when you, mm. like your Instagram, you know, even your stories every day. It's just like funny things that are constantly like, they're just so funny. And they're like, like I don't know, for like a better word, like they're a bit weird, but it's like so funny. Like a good weird. Oh, like. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's, it's interesting you say that actually, because not long ago I had um, somebody somebody messaged me dm'd me so a random person who i don't know telling me that i was vapid and that i was yeah just basically ripped me a new one um and i kind of went back to her and i was like look the great thing about instagram is that you get to choose the content you consume so you can unfollow mm-hmm. me if you don't you know if i'm not for you but i do pride myself on making people laugh and i understand that to you that may seem vapid 
but particularly in the current climate, I like just having a giggle and giving other people the chance to have a giggle. And it's always at my expense, you know, like I, I, I wouldn't take the piss out of anybody or, you know, make fun of anybody, but I do. Yeah. I, I understand that. And being yourself, you know, you're not everybody's taste, but that's okay. Yeah, no, I love your Instagram. Um, Same. So tell, us, <laughs> tell us, what is an average day in the life of grace? Oh, that, see, there is no average day. I mean, actually, right now, for the first time in my life, there's a little bit of consistency just because we're in lockdown and I'm home all the time. But it's so, like I said, unpredictable. And uh, at the moment, I'm writing a television series that we got funded at the end of last year. Me and my sister, Eve, who also went to St. Margaret's, um, we have written a TV series with... Um, a friend of ours and um, we're in it also so we're busy with that for the next few months we're um, currently in our final drafts of writing and then in the next few months we'll be doing pre-production which um, you know is casting and location scouting and all the stuff that goes into making it happen and then we shoot and then we'll do post-production so that's um, at the moment my afternoons are me writing on Skype doing Skype calls and we write for hours we go a little bit crazy but it's great mm -hmm. and then in the mornings I'm currently helping cast a kids tv show so I'm interviewing kids to be on a tv show and then um, I also fit in auditions amongst all of that and interviews and content creation so it's all a bit up in the air and when I'm working on an acting job you know that's when I also get a little more consistency because you have routine with a shooting schedule and such but um generally speaking there is no average <laughs> average day that's amazing it oh my sounds, god yeah so exciting and interesting yeah it'll be fun once it all kind of comes together it's hard to think about it now because it just feels like words on a page you know mm. Um, so I guess you mentioned this earlier, but even when you were younger, what do you think sort of got you into acting? Um, like I said, I had I loved watching movies as a kid, and my parents and my stepdad, they, like everyone, supported that and was also really into it because they worked in and around the television industry. Um, it was just kind of part of my life. Um, and so um, my parents made What Now for years. They still do. Um, and so I was lucky enough to have little skits on that. And then my dad made another show, a rugby show, which I um, did some interviewing for. And then my, um, but yeah, the, while my parents and family were making television, I was lucky enough to sort of feature in parts of it. And then I understood the industry a little better and how it worked. And I went from acting to presenting to back to acting and um yeah I also did theater and stuff outside of school like um drama classes and it was yeah I guess I was always given the time and the space to perform you know I was such a show-off as a kid and a lot of parents would suppress that a little bit but my parents were awesome at kind of just letting me letting me run wild which is very nice of them mm -hmm. and probably quite painful um but yeah so <laughs> I guess it was just, I just kept doing it and I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else. But when I come to think of it, 
when I left school or in my last year of school, it was really hard because there is no direct pathway when it comes to acting. Or to be honest, the television industry in general is a little bit like that, is that everybody's path is different and how um, you know you get into it might be completely different to how I would get into it. And um, there's no rhyme or reason or right or wrong way to do it. So, I mean, that's where it gets a bit tricky because I, I do have a lot of young people ask me how, you know, how to get into acting and it's tricky because it's, there's no, there's no right way really. Hmm. Yeah. Um, did you study drama in school? Um, at high school? Yeah. Yeah. High school. Yes, I did. I did do drama. Um, I, I, early on, I had a teacher called Michael Sharp. He was amazing. He was so cool. He was so passionate about the arts. He kind of reminded me a little bit of Mr. G from Summer High Times. <laughs> yeah. He was awesome. He was a really cool dude. And then he left. And then I had a speech and drama teacher, Miss Mins, Trish Mins. Does she still work oh, at yes. St. Margaret? Yeah. She's awesome. She's so lovely. Um, do teachers listen to this podcast? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe. Maybe. That's what I did. Oh, uh, well, I'll tell all my stories anyway. It's kind of part of the fun. Um, <laughs> I was, I did, Miss Spe does Miss Spears still teach at St. Margaret's? Is that Roz? Yeah, that's Roz. Yes, yeah, still speech and drama, yeah. Yes, so she taught drama. And I remember one year, I got an excellence on all of my work, like academically and w with my, um, my performances, but she she put my mark down to a merit because apparently she didn't like my demeanor <laughs> and she wrote that. So basically, she didn't like me very much. So I got um, I got a lower mark. And then when I questioned it, she's like, "Look, we can only give out a certain amount of excellences." And I was like, "Over my dead body." So I yeah. took it to the head of, I took it to the head of academic, and I was like, "I will get my excellence for drama because it was the only subject I really." actually cared about you know like I was like I, I this is the one thing I need to get an excellence and it's the one thing that I love and I want to be good at so yeah there was that um <laughs> you getting it? We, we had a lovely drama department yeah no I did get it I did get it because oh. I got it it's just because she didn't like me personally um but uh Elaine Butler was another teacher at St Margaret's who was a great drama teacher there was a really nice department of people who were who were awesome yeah she's still there she's my drama teacher this year actually can you can you say hi from me yeah i will she cast yeah, me in a play at the repertory theater called the secret garden and i got to play mary lennox and um i remember she asked me at school to come along to this audition outside of school and I kind of like couldn't bother and I didn't actually know what I was auditioning for. I just sort of got there and read the thing and then I got the part and then I didn't even know what the part really was. And then I learned that it was the lead in her show. And then um, I didn't really tell my parents. They'd kind of just dropped me off to practice and I'd go to practice. And then I was like, oh, you guys have probably come to my play. And then they ended up coming and I was the lead in this show with the repertory theatre and they were kind of like, <laughs> but I was very you know, casual about it. She was, she was awesome. She was so lovely. <laughs> Funny. Yeah, it's actually her final year of teaching this year, so oh, no. it's cool to be her in her final class. 
Yeah, I bet that's special. Yeah, so um, did you study drama after school or sort of go straight um, into? I did. Uh, I was doing some presenting work and, and then I went to Sydney and I did a like a month-long residency at NIDA, mm-hmm. um, which is the National Institute of Dramatic Art. And it was, yeah, it was a great, basically I had an agent at the time, an acting agent. And she recommended not going to do a three-year course and not going into drama school. Just, I'm not really sure why she, it was more about, she liked sort of my naturalistic um, acting, I guess. And she didn't want um, a drama school to maybe take that out of Mm. me. Um, Which is, you know, at the time, I just kind of listened to what she said. And my older sister, Eve, she actually went to drama school for a year. And that was great for her. And um, she did really well there. But I think probably because I, I wasn't really that big on school or schooling in general. So going into another three years in a you know a class type situation probably wouldn't have been for me. So I did these various short courses, one at NIDA, one at ACA. Um, I kind of met some acting coaches who took me under their wing a bit and I would have sessions with and run auditions with. But no, I, I, I didn't do a full-time course. And I got, I started, um, I got a job in Australia when I was about 19. And then I, yeah, I was, sh- not long after that, I, I was passed in Shortland Street. So that, yeah, I was 19 when I moved to Auckland and did Shortland Street. What was it like doing Shortland Street? <laughs> it was awesome. It was amazing. Yeah, it was, um, it was I got to do what I loved every day and it was with amazing people who I now consider, you know, some of my best friends. It was my training really. That was where I was lucky enough to, instead of going to acting school, I got to learn so much about the industry in those, you know, in that three years. Um, I loved it. I had a really great time. Yeah. I, I really, I really enjoyed it. It was perfect at that age and stage of my life, 19 to was I 22 when I left? I can't even remember. Yeah. And it, yeah, it was, it was lots of fun. Was it a hard decision to leave or did it feel right? I had been planning to leave for quite a while. Um, in my last year at Shorty, I spent it compiling a bunch of paperwork for me to get a green card. I had been wanting to get a visa so I could go to the States, but I didn't want to be in a position in the States where I couldn't work a normal job in the interim. So I applied for a green card. And um, so I I'd kind of, in my last year of Shorty, I sort of knew that it was my last year. So I had lots of time to prepare mentally, but I definitely was ready. Um, as much as I loved being there, I, I missed playing different characters. And as much as I loved Lucy, it's just when you're playing the same person all the time, it doesn't really feel like you're working that acting muscle. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I was I was ready to go by the end of it, but I do I I miss the people a lot. Yeah, um, I can imagine. How do you find having a large Instagram following, and has it changed your life? Um. I don't consider my following very large, but I mean, I do. For New Zealand, I, do, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I do get anxious about posting things, mainly because I know I have a, you know, a very specific sense of humour and 
sometimes my jokes don't resonate with everybody else as well. You know, like I, people don't find me as funny as I find myself. So um, <laughs> there's things like that. Well, you know, you're constantly wary of offending somebody or saying the wrong thing. And uh, uh, currently people, people are really easily offended these days mm. I've learned and that's okay you know you're entitled to be but also um I mean there's there's a great do you know Ricky Gervais I I've definitely yeah. heard of him but yeah. he's an, an English comedian and actor and he's fabulous and he kind of basically he gets a lot of um <clears throat> a lot of um backlash online because he's I mean he's got a and he's you know he's a comedian and so he says jokes that you know do offend some people but he makes a good um point where he says it's kind of like social media is like somebody going into um their local supermarket and on the community notice board pulling off um a little tag or notice that says guitar lessons and it's like standing there in front of all those people in the supermarket and going but i don't want guitar lessons and he's like it's not for you. And that's the <laughs> truth, you know? Like, the thing is on Instagram is that you get to choose what you consume. And so you don't, you know, if, if, you're, if you feel like you're continually offended by someone, you can easily unfollow them. And um, sometimes I, you know, I try and encourage people if they ever come, <laughs> if they ever direct message me with unpleasant remarks i'm like look i i appreciate you getting in touch but also there's an easy solution here you can just unfollow like that's how it is but you know i do feel that with a following you there is a responsibility as well to give back and um to use your um profile to give a voice to the voiceless and so i <coughs> i um do consciously try and use it for good also um but in doing that you know if you're constantly um talking about organizations or charities and you know i'm wanting you to donate i i can't ask that of my followers all the time and so it's important that you maintain an authentic and a genuine um presence on social media so that when you ask something of your followers like hey guys i'd really love you to, to donate to this charity they go, oh, wow, Grace really gives a shit about this. And so they, they believe it. Whereas sometimes if you're chucking content at people all the time, I mean, you know, they don't really listen. And so I've tried to be a little more strategic with stuff like that so that I, when I use it for good, it has an impact. I love that. That was yeah, a very waffly answer to your question. I apologize. <laughs> good. No, don't worry. And also having a good work-life balance is important. So what do you like to do when you're not working? Um, I love, I'm one of those weird people who quite likes to work out. Like I'm very active. I love um, training and running and doing exercise and stuff like that. I love singing and playing piano and guitar i've bought myself dj decks i'm pretty shit at the moment but um it's fun bit of a hobby um what else i do a lot of walks like we go you know we drive and do hikes and stuff like that um yeah travel a lot of um me and my partner have done heaps of travel within new zealand i think it's really important i hadn't really seen that much of the country 
until I left school. And so I've tried to go to lots of small towns all over the place. And we have such a beautiful country. There's so many great spots. Um, yeah, I love fashion. What else do I do in my spare time? <laughs> um, oh yeah, writing. Yeah, those things. Amazing. Um, what are some goals you have for the future? Uh, I don't really write goals on purpose. I try and be very sort of present. I don't know. My mum used to always make me write goals and it drove me mental. So I just stopped doing it. And I don't know. I kind of like, yeah, but living in the present and just trying. Um, also, so much of my life as an actress is out of my control. You know, like you're constantly, mm. you don't know what you're going to be auditioning for or whether you're going to be getting parts and other people make those decisions. And so sometimes if you put too much pressure on those things that aren't in your control, it can be... I don't know, make you feel a little bit helpless. So I guess I try and make goals. Like I, I um, am learning to deal and I would like to be fluent in the next like five years. I, um, I'd like to write a film one day. I'd like oh. to, you know, like there are lots of things that I'd like to do, but I definitely don't put any pressure on when they have to happen because I don't know. I feel like, there's already enough pressure on us existing as humans already. So you don't need to put any more of it on yourself. And also my, I change my mind every few, every few months I want to do something else. I'm a bit like, um, a bit of a maniac like that. So yeah. Yeah. It's a great way of looking at it, especially when like acting, you can't control those things, whether you get a part or not. So yeah totally yeah I used to have I used to make things about wanting to be in this and doing that but you just you have no idea what the world's going to throw at you and there's really no point in getting all worked up about it <coughs> sorry I'm just gonna have a drink of water I have a tickle in my throat it's not all corona good. I don't have corona yeah. I got the corona test the other day oh how oh, no that looks horrible no, I only did it I only did it because I had a bit of a cold and I didn't, my flatmates wanted to go back to work and they couldn't go back to work until I'd been cleared. But I went and got the test. It was awful. They shove a thing so far up your nose. I thought it was just going to be a blood test or something, but they put something right deep into your brain. It's, it's yeah. not nice. I think there's a good reason why they haven't spoken about what they do because otherwise no one gets yeah, my mum got one and she said it was awful. Yeah, not oh, fun. God. Not fun, but I'm very healthy. I'm 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 healthy as guys, don't freak out. That's good to hear. Um, so if you could give any advice to your younger self, what would it be? Oh, just to chill out. I was so like high school makes you so highly strung, you know, like there's so much pressure to oh well, I felt the pressure to I don't know, be, uh, I wanted to be an actress, but I was so hyper aware of people thinking that I was like too hard out or like a show off or massively an extra, but I was just, I was constantly wound up in what other people thought. I also felt like there was a lot of pressure around school and doing well. And I had a lot of sleepless nights with study and shit like that. And realistically, I just wish I told myself to chill out because it's such, it can be a really enjoyable period of your life. You know, you get to go to this place every day where all of your best mates are and 
it's it, I, I just think it should be a little more relaxed and I, I don't know I see it in my brother too you know like he's deputy head boy and he's he's so talented and we're all so proud of him but some days I just want to I want to remind them to enjoy it and just to chill out. You know, they should, you don't have any responsibilities in high school. You don't have a mortgage or a kid or debt, mm. you know, you can just sort of enjoy it. <clears throat> mm. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that's really important for, I feel like year 13, especially, I feel like you yeah. can put a lot of pressure on yourself and just think everything has to be done perfectly. And, like if you're not getting excellence all the time like that's not good but I think totally. it's your mental health to actually chill down a little bit no exactly it really is important and I think as well like I mean I I wish there was a lot of homework that I I shouldn't be saying this on a school project but I I, I think there's a lot of homework that I should have refused to do because the time with my family was way more important you know you don't get to see your that you're already at school from 8.30 to, you know, 3.30, but then you have, and if you do extracurricular activities, which pretty much everyone does, you know, realistically, you're not getting home until like five or six. And then that time with your family is really important rather than doing more schoolwork. And so sometimes I'm like, I just, yeah, I don't know. I got, I busted my balls and I managed to get excellence before I even sit my externals. And that was partially because I also hated externals. Like I really didn't, I didn't operate well in a um, exam scenario. Um, but I haven't looked at my school. That's like, it's different because I, I work in a creative industry, but no one's looked at my results since, you know, mm. like no one cares what I got. And I'm like, but I worked so hard. And then it's like, yeah, yeah but it's, it's it's okay, you know, it's okay. I, I think as well, there's just a lot of pressure to be brilliant and it's it's okay if you're, you're, you're not. And I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think it's great to strive for excellence, but um, don't kill yourself trying. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that so much. <laughs> no, and I think everyone thinks that they need to yeah, be like above average and always the one you know sort of that's I don't know people just yeah they don't really accept average anymore I think there always needs to be better but no exactly but that's what that's what that's what social media is about you know like everyone mm. social media um I guess it 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 makes everybody seem extraordinary you know and mm. you don't need to be extraordinary majority of the world is not and that's okay like it's really honorable to lead a normal mediocre life. Like you don't have to be. And sometimes I think that with social media, there's, there's an expectation to be the best at what you do in every given field. And, you know, I, again, it's okay to have those goals. And I think that's wonderful to be aspirational. But um, I, I am really wary of how, when people see that, what it does for their self-esteem and what it does for their mental health. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard. It's such a hard time of your life, you know. Like, it's an awesome time of your life. But I think we um, we underestimate how easy it is as a student. I, I mean, I, I didn't go through high school with, like, Instagram and stuff. Like, Facebook was a thing. But it wasn't huge. But, you know, like, uh, going through school now with social media must be really 
tricky because your popularity can be determined by like how many followers you have or how many likes you have and it doesn't really mean anything mm-hmm. well, it was funny starting high school I remember um a few like meeting a few girls that I was like oh yeah I follow you on Instagram already but like I didn't actually know who they are so it's yeah it's funny in that sense that you know people but really you don't <laughs> yeah yeah true and it's it's really easy to have preconceived ideas of people too mm. um but yeah I don't don't get me wrong there are lots of wonderful elements to social media and I'm, I'm very grateful for it but I do think it would be pretty hard you know going through school now with that as a as an added feature yeah okay well to finish off we have 10 quick fire questions so first one is tv or movies i'm gonna go movies because i there's something very therapeutic about sitting in a theater and having your popcorn and you you know it's like going to the movies is a wonderful thing um what's your favorite food uh noodles of any description like spaghetti noodles and like a ramen noodles and like any anything that contains like noodles i love carbs (laughs) yum um your favorite type of exercise um anything like pretty high intensity like short and sharp but probably most i love boxing yeah amazing um do you prefer summer or winter summer for sure winter makes me like really sad for some reason <laughs> i'm not no, good at that <laughs> um beach or pool beach um what was your favorite subject at school i really liked art history and classics until miss newman refused to teach me um so <laughs> <laughs> i got i got kicked out um she taught both of them so I wasn't allowed to do either um but so I'd funny. go with <laughs> I'd go with English I really liked English in year 13 particularly because we had a, an awesome teacher um Miss Peterson I think she's at Christ College now maybe no she, she's a she's gone to be a principal somewhere but anyway English probably yeah Awesome. Uh, Christchurch or Auckland? Oh, this is terrible, and I know I shouldn't say it, but probably, I think I'm an I think I'm a North Island gal now. It's just the beaches and the weather. I have to say, I do love Christchurch, mm. but I don't really recognise Christchurch because I haven't lived there since they've rebuilt the city. So it's really different for me, mm. and um, I have an attachment to where I live in Taitapu, where my family are, but. I don't really like know the city anymore. It's very new. So Auckland's kind of more home to me now. Fair enough. Um, who's your most, sorry, who's the most famous person you've met? Hmm. Maybe, I don't know if you know these people. I met like, let's see, Cuba Gooding Jr., Jeremy Renner, Taika Waititi. Um, oh, Taika Waititi. That's Shailene Woodley. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely a few. Well, Rich McCaw, that, in, uh, that interview that you did with him when you were younger. 
with her oh Rich McCoy I'll be honest yeah. I'm a big Richie fan I love um <laughs> I love Richie the interview was hilarious <laughs> yeah you know there was a I don't know if this is true I'm pretty sure it's true when the Christchurch earthquake happened in February a girl from our school from St Margaret's was at Miravale Moor and Richie McCaw like like took her under his wing and like saved her basically we didn't save her she didn't need saving but he like stayed with her and protected her and like was like looking oh after gosh. her I can't even remember who that was but I was so jealous <laughs> I would be too um who's your favorite artist is in music like singer music um yeah. I really like Drake and I really I like I went to his concert and I just like cried the whole time I think I was quite overwhelmed because I knew all the words to all of his <laughs> songs but I love Drake and I love the Rolling Stones so maybe Mick Jagger mm-hmm um what has lockdown taught you about yourself oh maybe that I'm probably quite an annoying person to live with <laughs> uh, <laughs> um oh I'm terrible at art I've tried painting and I suck like I've never I'm I, it was, I was all, almost quite impressed with how bad I was like I really <laughs> suck <laughs> Um, I'm also probably most importantly, I've learned that health as well, y'all like health and mm. health as well. Got to look after yourself. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for talking with us. Do you have anything you. you'd like to say? Any final words? Um, do you guys still have calf cards? Yes. Yes. Sure do really take advantage of those cap cards <laughs> life doesn't get much better than when you have a cap card and everything you eat gets charged to your parents and then i mean yeah it's not much fun when you're confronted about the bill every second month but really embrace those cap cards um my mum always says love the skin you're in and i would yeah, encourage all young wahine at St. Margaret's College to love the skin they're in and to, um, yeah, to do what makes them happy, whatever that may be. Love it. Love the advice. Thank, yeah, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. And, yeah, thanks for taking time out of a Sunday night. So, Anytime. yeah, thank you. I've got, I've, honey, i got nowhere else to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's been really good to yeah, talk to you. Yeah, and thank you everyone for listening and we hope you enjoyed that episode and we'll see you next time.